Hello, it's Jen, and welcome to another episode of the Me Got podcast. There is currently a very loud sort of drill, driller, digger, driller thing in the street outside, uh, digging or drilling down, down into the earth. So you'll probably hear that, or you'll hear the ambience of children laughing and playing because I do actually live directly opposite a school. Um, I like that ambience, uh, but they have this bell that they ring all the time, like every flipping hour. And I was thinking, well, you're not a church, you're a school. You don't need to ring this bell every hour, like flipping, like it's like a bell tower. It's, I think it's a posh school. It might not be, I don't know, but they've got a bell. We didn't have a bell like that. Flipping every hour it goes off. I mean, at least I know what time it is, but it's it's frustrating. So I'm sitting at my desk, um, as I normally do. I have just gotten ready for the day. Uh, it is 1.45pm, which is bad. That's not, well, the thing is, it's like, well, what does it mean to get ready for the day? I don't even know anymore. You know, for me, waking up is, you know, that's it. I start working when I wake up. I go, I go on Twitter. I do a few silly tweets. I look at the depressing news. And then I, I get up. I didn't have a coffee today. Oh, my God. It's not like me at all. Why, did, why didn't I have a coffee? Because I was, I was in bed looking at Twitter. That's right. I tried to make fried chicken last night. Not real chicken, because I don't eat chicken, uh, but it was like these chicken strips from Iceland that are very nice, but they're like, they're quite small. Um, I did the whole affair, you know, I dipped them and I put the flour on them and then I put the spices, the 11 herbs and spices, except there wasn't 11 and I wasn't really sure about all the amounts and stuff, so... And also I used like a pre-mixed multi-herb and spice thing, which I don't recommend because it's not that good. It's okay, but next time I'm definitely going to try and do the actual, pick the herbs and spices myself. And do you know what? I'm going to have 12 just to stick it to the kernel. Oh, I've got 11 herbs and spices. Do you know how many herbs and spices there are in the world? Loads. 11 is nothing to brag about. I've had, I've had flipping, I've had sandwiches with more herbs and spices in that. I've had cereals with more herbs and spices than that. But that doesn't matter because, uh, oh, it turned out okay, to be honest. It was, I should probably preface that it wasn't, um, I didn't actually fry it like fried chicken. I, I want to, I'd love to try that, but I'm scared of it. Because um, you have to put oil in a pan and heat it up for ages. And then I will probably burn down my flat. And I, you know, when you live in a flat, there's an added level of responsibility not to burn it down. You know, there are other people that live there. If you're just living in a semi or detached house, then yeah, like burn it down. But if, you know, if you're, there are kids that live next door. I can't burn this flat down. So I, I oven fried it. 
So that's just where you put it in like a pot, like a, like a dish. And then you put it on a high heat in the oven. And it actually works pretty good, doesn't it? It's not, it's not quite right. Like everything, it takes time to perfect it. It's a bit like baking bread. I'm trying to bake bread at the moment and I'm not very good at it. Um, but I'm trying, you know, and I want to make a new Cooking with Jen episode for my Patreon, but it feels wrong to do it before I've actually perfected the bread because this isn't, this isn't something that I've made every week of my life. You know, this is something new for me. Usually I buy bread. You can get a loaf of bread for like 39p if you're not fussy about you know, the texture or anything like that. I am. I usually splash out a bit more. I usually go for like a 69p kind of thing. What's your favourite bread? That's a good, that's a good question. Maybe that'll be the, the question for this. I was going to say this week, but this podcast every two days. Is, <laughs> well, is there a, a word for every two days? Like when there's every two weeks, it's bi-weekly, isn't it? I guess it's bi-daily, if that makes sense. I should have called this the bi-daily podcast. I think the best bread, the one that I like the most, is like a nice, fresh, warm, crispy, poppy seed loaf or French stick baguette. I have a bit of a bone to pick about this because, look, I like Sainsbury's, okay? I'm a, I'm a fan of it. It's, it's all right in there, you know. I like the fact that they were bold enough to go for orange as a colour scheme because it's quite garish. It's quite 70s, isn't it? But I feel like as a result, they've managed to maintain a corporate identity that is somehow nostalgic and classic, ugly, but mid-priced. Obviously, I don't shop there for everything. You know how some people say like, oh, I, you know, I, I get my shopping from Sainsbury's and then I, and then I pop to Waitrose for, for the bits. You know, that's like a thing that people say. I don't know who originally said it, probably Michael McIntyre, somebody like that. But, oh, I go to Waitrose for the bits. Well, I shop in Lidl or Iceland primarily. And then I go to Sainsbury's for the bits. But here's where I fall out of love with Sainsbury's a little bit. I like... A lot of their bread, their fresh bread that they do, it's not the best, but it's not by no stretch of the imagination bad. Except for their poppy seed loaf. Now, it doesn't taste bad. It just, they haven't got the poppy seed element right. Because when you cut into that loaf, if you decide to forego the machine... There's a, they have a machine in Sainsbury's that cuts the bread for you. I don't know if you've ever seen that machine. It's like this big, it's quite intimidating actually. It's like this big flipping machine. And you can just, you can operate it yourself, which I found quite shocking because I remember maybe about 
I don't know, like 15 years ago when those machines first started becoming popular. <laughs> I think that's, that's complete conjecture. I don't know if that's true. I should have just said when I was younger, I remember going into Sainsbury's with my mum and us getting one of those breads. And I remember there being a counter, you know, like a bit like the fish counter, but there was those cakes in it. And you'd have to say to them, it was a manned counter, although it was usually a woman behind there, statistically. Um, so it should have, you should say it was womaned by, because that's, you know, feminism. <laughs> um, and you would say to her or him, you would say, uh, excuse me, I've got this bread. Can you cut it for me, please? And they go, of course. And they take the bread, they put it in the machine and like magic, it would come back perfectly cut. Well, here's the thing. If back then you needed staff, trained staff assistants to cut that bread, how come today just the regular public is trusted? Because I could put anything in that machine. I could put a baby in that machine. I wouldn't ever do that. And I would never encourage anyone to do that. But God, can you imagine that? Imagine if you had your little dog and it was like you were carrying it around Sainsbury's and it just jumped in. And then your dog comes out in little slices. A little sliced dog. Like a, like a Damien Hurst meets the cell. You know, the film with Jennifer Lopez. Like something like that. Maybe Damien Hurst uses one of those bread slices. But the thing is, I don't like to use those bread slices all the time. Sometimes I do if I'm feeling lazy or if I want to really get my money's worth of the bread. But the thing is, sometimes you want a thick, you want a thick sandwich, don't you? You want like a fluffy, airy, thick sandwich. And you can't get that because you're at the, you're at the, the mercy of the bread slicer. There's no setting on there that you can put on it and be like, oh, I want it this size or whatever. It's like, no, it's uniform. And the biggest issue with the bread slicer is if you go for the bread slicer, your bread is going to go off sooner um, or it's going to lose its, it's going to lose its, uh, its crust, its joie de vivre, right? Because the crust is, the crust, if you look at a slice of bread, the crust is about 15 to 20% of the slice. But let's be real, maybe that's true physically, but spiritually, the crust is like 60, 70% of what makes bread good. You know, if Plato was here, if we were in Plato's world of forms, there'd just be a slice of bread that's just all crust there. And I feel like we're, we're just, all we can do in this life is strive for the, the most perfect bread that we can, but we'll never get there, not until we die and go to the world of forms. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, <laughs> poppy seeds. So because, so you buy a poppy seed loaf from Sainsbury's, you get it home, um, you get your bread knife out, which let's be real, is probably blunt. Because 
Bread knives are, are kind of a difficult knife to sharpen. I mean, that's what my dad says anyway. My dad recently sharpened his bread knife because I complained so much about how blunt it was. I was getting in a real tiz. I was like, I was, I was shouting. I, I was, I was, I was smashing things. I was dead. Dad, your bread knife is so blunt. And then he went, how blunt is it? I said, this bread knife is so blunt that the butter knives look at it. I, I, I said, I said, dad, this, this bread knife is so blunt that the bread knife thinks it's dull. <laughs> the bread knives think it's dull. I don't know why I said it again. I thought it'd be funnier the second time. Um, but he did sharpen it. And the last time I used it, it was so good. I'd never, I'd actually never used a bread knife that sharp before. I realised, you know, when you realise that you've been missing out on something your whole life because you've never experienced it. The first time I used this bread knife, it sliced through the bread so easily that it also sliced through my finger. And I guess I had become slack. I'd, I got lazy on my finger placement on bread because I'd never feared for my fingers before. But this one, it just went straight through. Not through it, but it went in. You know, when you cut yourself with a very sharp knife by accident, whether you're like, whether it's in the sink or whatever, there's a different feeling because the knife is so sharp that it's not one of those surface level pains. It's like an, a deep inside pain, like a cold pain. And then it bleeds a lot. It doesn't scar very much. You can't really see it, but it bleeds a lot. That's what happened. What was this? Oh yeah, poppy seeds. So <laughs> with my knife being as blunt as it is, I tried to cut, you tried to cut a Sainsbury's poppy seed loaf and those poppy seeds, they're not clinging on. They, they go literally everywhere. Like by the time you're finished cutting one slice of a Sainsbury's poppy seed loaf, it's no longer a poppy seed loaf. I'll tell you what it is. It's a loaf with a million poppy seeds in the bottom of the bag. And once those poppy seeds come off, there's no getting them back on. I mean, you can like pour them into the sandwich, but that's psychotic. No one would ever do that. You know, you don't, you don't want a poppy seed sandwich. You want a poppy seed loaf. So often I've had just a bag full of poppy seeds and I have no idea what to do with them. Like, what can you do with a bag full of poppy seeds? Do birds eat poppy seeds? Or is it one of those things that you can't feed a bird because it explodes? Do you remember that in school when people would tell you that if you got a piece of bread and then you put toothpaste on it and you fed it to some birds, usually pigeons, I think, were the, the victim of choice. They said that if you put toothpaste on a bread and a bird ate it, the bird wouldn't be able to digest it and then the bird will explode. I've had people tell me that with 100% sincerity, like it's an absolutely known true thing. I've never seen it happen. I mean, I'm I'm sure there is some truth in the fact that birds struggle to digest toothpaste. I mean, they probably struggle to digest most things that are artificially man-made. But explosion, 
like bodily combustion. It doesn't feel like the the logical consequence, you know? Like, more than likely, the bird will have an upset stomach. And maybe on the worst case scenario, it might die. Like a dog eating chocolate. They'll probably eat, what I'm saying is there's probably easier ways to explode a bird. If you fed a bird those little French bangers, then it would explode. And if you don't know what a French banger is, it's, uh, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a Parisian sausage. <laughs> okay. Um, it's, it, they're like fireworks, but they're not fireworks. They're little tiny sticks of dynamite. I mean, they are literally red and have a little like fuse on them. And they're called French bangers because I remember when kids would go on the ski trip to France, they would sometimes bring them back. Um, I never went on the ski trip to France. It wasn't really a thing that we could afford necessarily or it just or just maybe my parents just didn't want me to go to France. They thought it'd be a bad influence on me. Like, oh, don't let them go to France. They'll be asking for flipping croissants for breakfast next. Um, but yeah, it was crazy because these things, they're like super dangerous. Super, super dangerous. I had a friend who <laughs> wanted to give his goldfish a proper send-off after it died and it died of natural causes which for a goldfish is getting an infection from an unclean tank um that's you know that's the natural causes of, a, of goldfish deaths and i remember he really wanted to put a french banger in the goldfish's mouth and blow it sky high i'm pretty sure that never happened but it's also possible that I have blocked it from my mind because it's traumatic. Not sure which one is true. But these French bangers, like, they are literally... I'm sure kids have lost fingers from them. I think in America they have something similar, don't they? I think they're called... You know, they're in, I don't know what they're called. They're in, like, a strip... And they light them and then they all explode and stuff, like a strip of little dynamites. We don't really have that over here. Like the fireworks that we have over here are, they're primarily designed to explode in the sky, far, far away from people. But in America and France, they like their fireworks to explode sort of like near their faces I think it's that freedom thing that they talk about, you know, like the freedom to blow your own nose off or whatever when my dad was a kid he tells me this story all the time maybe one day i'll get him to come on here and tell it himself because he he spins a good yarn that'd be fun wouldn't it but my dad when he was a kid he filled his um pockets up with fireworks you have to remember this is this is the olden days this is like the black and white times when he was a a an old Kent Road Cockney, not a Cockney, he'd hate me to call him a Cockney. He was like an old Kent Road scallywag, you know, like a, like an, like a, not literally an orphan, but he, I imagine him looking like a little orphan Oliver scampy kind of character. 
running around, running around Covent Garden, getting up to mischief on his fat, on his flower stool. Do you know what I mean? And he had taken it upon himself to carry loads of fireworks in his in his trouser pockets. Now you'll never guess what happens next. You'll never guess what happens. That's right. One of them ignites somehow. I don't know how. Um, and he, his legs get blown up. <laughs> Apparently he received very, very, very bad burning and he had to be hospitalised for many, many, many weeks. So yeah, that's the danger of fireworks. Make sure to put them into the sky and not into your sort of like leg area. So I'm meeting a friend for coffee today, which would be nice. That's such, you know what, that is such a Jen Ives thing to do. Should we meet up for a coffee? Don't worry, I'm not going to talk loads about coffee today. We did that. Today's was bread, funnily enough. Who'd have, who'd have thought it? I don't know why I've got bread on my mind so much, actually. I didn't even, I for lunch, I didn't even have bread. I had a roll, which is like, in my opinion, a, a completely different it's a completely different conversation. I could go for hours about roles, but I'm not going to. But I'm meeting a friend for a coffee. A coffee. Uh, which reminds me, actually, um, I did the poll, didn't I? Not a poll. Yeah, I did a poll. Uh, the poll was for the last episode. Which coffee is it where you add your own milk? And the choices were latte, flat white, and dunno. And... 50% of people voted for latte and 50% voted for dunno which is interesting because if I was going to guess one I think it's flat white <laughs> because a flat white is just you get it and it's like a black coffee but then you have the milk so you can add it in in a I guess a flat way but a latte is made with primarily milk isn't it I've done some research since the last episode that's that's all I'm saying And then I posted a Q&A question, which was, what's the weather like where you are? Um, I got no answers to that, which I think is fair enough. It doesn't deserve any answers. I, I promise that the Q&A, the question that I post on Spotify this week, will be a lot better, a lot more interesting. So after I've gone for my coffee later on, I am going to a dinner party which is not Jen Ives at all I've, I don't do you know what actually I've never been invited to a dinner party not as an adult anyway I might in fact I don't even think we didn't really we didn't go to dinner parties as a child either we went to we went to parties where everyone's singing come on Eileen in the living room and getting absolutely wasted but I haven't been to dinner parties the closest thing to a dinner party I've probably been to is like a wedding or Christmas Day. <laughs> so I don't really know what to do. I I know that you're supposed to like bring a bottle of wine, which I will do. But then I never know what the right sort of price range is. I would I reckon I think 9.99 is okay, isn't it? It's not like, a, you know, if I'm not going to Iceland and buying their four ninety nine bottle of wine. I mean, I would drink that on my own, but for a dinner party where other people are having it, 
I'll get a 9.99 one. I don't know much about wine either. I did a podcast. I've actually done two podcasts about wine in the last year. Last year, I mean, um, which was which was cool. That was that was two, that was two wine based highlights. And 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 in those podcasts, I got quite a bit of free wine to drink. It was it's almost like drink as much wine as you can in the hour designated to record the podcast. And I learned some things about wine from. So in the first podcast I did about wine, I learned about a thing called tannins, which, as I understand it, are sort of like the things that make you taste the sort of flavour of the specific wine or something. (laughs) You can tell that I didn't really retain the information, but I did learn the word tannins. And then in the second podcast that I went on that was about wine, I then pretended that I knew all about tannins and I I, I, <laughs> I kind of like had that ready to go. You know, I was just waiting for someone to mention something where I go, oh, that sounds like the tannins. As soon as the red wine came out, I was like, yes, here we go. It's tannin time. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this dinner party. I, you know, I can hold a conversation. I can, I can sit at a table. I can slag off people behind their backs. In fact, I'm very good at that. You know, I can be, what I'm saying is I can be a real piece of shit. And I think that's a, a needed dynamic at a dinner party. It might even be like, come dine with me. You know, and come dine with me. When they kind of are waiting for dinner, they kind of go off and explore, don't they? And they kind of go into the bedroom and they open the drawer. And in the drawer, there's like a very carefully placed sex object, which has been put there, I think, as like a double bluff, as a false flag, as Alex Jones would say. And it's kind of there um, to kind of communicate, yeah, like we're fun, we're a fun couple, or like, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I like sex or whatever, but just the normal amount. Whereas in reality, there's probably a whole hidden room or dungeon in that house that has like horrific things, you know, disgraceful things like uh, last days of Sodom sort of things, you know? Although it is funny when that guy puts that egg whisk in his mouth, isn't it? <laughs> On Come Dine With Me. I like that. I think Come Dine With Me might be the United Kingdom's best reality TV export. In fact, I don't know if they get it in America. Sometimes when I'm looking at YouTube, I see a lot of videos that are like... There's a lot of reaction videos now of like American people watching British comedy shows. But because they're American and they don't quite know the exact cultural significance of some of these shows, sometimes it'll be like, you know, American reacts to, and then it'll be like Faulty Towers, which is like, okay, fair enough. But then there'll be another one that's like, American reacts to Love Thy Neighbor, or American reacts to Mrs. Brown's Boys, or whatever. It's like, well... You don't need, you don't have to react to that. 
Maybe tonight will be more like Abigail's Party. Have you seen Abigail's Party? The Mike Lee play? Play for today? Well, I am sorry, Dennis, but I've burnt your pizza. <laughs> I I like uh, Mike Lee and the work of Mike Lee. Maybe we'll talk about Mike Lee another time because it's nearly at half an hour. And I'm trying to be strict with these. Keep them at half an hour. Do you know what? Keep the people wanting more. But if there is anything that you'd like me to talk about, um, remember, there'll be a link to the Discord in the description of this podcast. Um, you should go there. There's a few people in there now having nice little chats. Um, you can ask me literally anything you want and I will answer it on the podcast. And if you're feeling brave, then you can leave a little voice message and just pop it into the chat and I'll play it on the podcast. Also, this podcast is now not only available on Spotify and Anchor, but also available on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's calling itself these days. Remember, you can um, support me on Ko-fi, ko-fi.com slash Jen Ives Comedian, I think, um, or on patreon.com slash Jen Ives. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Oh, and I just remembered that I have a shout out to do and I completely forgot. Uh, one second, let me open Discord. Do you know what? The thing about Discord is whenever it, whenever I don't want it open, it's open. And whenever I do want it open, it's not bloody open. Right, I've got to find this... Uh, Gotta find the shout out that I'm doing. Cool. So, this is a shout out to Noble Panda and their baby, which is 20 days old. And uh, forgive me if I get the name wrong, but Daya? D H A Y A. So, I wasn't aware of this, but apparently there is a 20 day old baby listening to the podcast so i am responsible now for the things that the baby will hear in its formative moments things that will affect it and influence the kind of person that dia becomes and they're things that will be ingrained they won't ever be able to be taken away so, Daya, this is a shout out to you. And I guess all I have to say to you, Daya, is try to be a good baby and not a bad baby. And then you might grow up to be a boss baby. <laughs> okay. So, thanks, Noble Panda. Thanks, Daya. Thanks for everybody who is on the Discord Head Kittens, um, P, Little. Little piss baby nothing is someone who's on there. <laughs> um, and have a lovely time. I'll catch you in another couple of days. 